Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, Carlos Stetzer, here on the Culture Talks podcast, and we are back. Yes, we are back again with another episode. And guess what? Every week, I tell you the same thing, that I'm going to come back with a fire guest, uh, with a fire interview, and this week, I did not do that. For the first time ever, we are switching things up to a solo podcast with your one and only host, Carlos Stetzer. So, Today, man, it's just going to be you and me. Whoever's on the other side of this listening or watching, it's just you. It's just you. It's just you and me. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the topic of group economics. And I don't know if it's because of the presidential election. I don't know if it's because of the situations that have been going on in America during 2020 well, during the past hundreds of years, but anyways, during 2020, um, or what it is, but definitely over this past year, I've been seeing the conversation um, around group economics pickup, the conversation around buying black, buying local, buying from your community, buying from your brother and sister, starting to see these conversations pick up, starting to see these conversations become more and more ingrained in our day-to-day interactions on social media. Um, So I think this is very important. And um, I I think that it's amazing that this conversation is starting to come up. And I think that it's a conversation that needs to be continued and a conversation that needs to be, you know, uh, doubled down on, to be completely honest. Um, So in order for that to happen, we need to be educated on what it means, right? We need to be educated on what group economics is. And According to Google, and you know, I know, I'll give you according to me, we'll start here. So according to me, group economics is um, when a group of people come together um, with similar interests um, in things that they're trying to do for their community, and they come together to utilize um, skills, capital, knowledge to work towards a common goal. That would be my explanation of group economics. Um, But Google always gives a little bit more simpler and concise explanation. So I'm going to read to you guys what Google has to say. So the meaning of group economics is essentially a group of people who have a common economic interest. This common economic interest then drives these people to actively pursue that interest in order to create a secure economy for all participants in that group economics, okay? So let's read that last part one more time. The common economic interest drives these people to actively pursue that interest in order to create a secure economy for all participants in that group economics, okay? So um, this group can be created um, in many different ways. It can be via online through a GoFundMe. It can be in person um, via, you know, weekly meetings where you come together and discuss um, things you're trying to change in the community and how you can do that. It can be um, through just a subconscious effort um, to, to, to all 
um, to, to, for everyone in your community to have this subconscious effort to work towards supporting your community, buying in your community, and helping that dollar circulate in your community. So I don't know if it was the Korean or Jewish community. Um, I'll have to look it up. But they were saying that the money circulates 21 times before it leaves the community. 21 times. Matter of fact, while we're on this episode, let's just go ahead and look it up. So um, the money circulates 21 times. Circulates 21 times. See, see what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. Which community it was. Not that it really matters. So, yeah, I couldn't really find it. But anyways, circulates 21 times in this specific community. So I think it was either the Jewish community or Korean community. But basically, the, 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 dollar, the dollar changes hands 21 times. But within that community before it leaves outside of that community. And this is how we can build up our communities. This is how Jewish communities, for example, um, you know, have done so well and have whole communities where it's just mad Jewish owned businesses is because they, they buy from their community, they invest in their community. And when the dollar is circulated throughout the community over and over again, that's how a community grows, right? So um, group economics, is a great way for any community who desires to um, basically improve the economics of that specific community to do so. Um, and you can do this in many different ways. So we're going to, you know, go through my notes and we're going to share some of the ways that we can practice group economics in your community. So before we do that, Let's run back through and define group economics for you guys one more time. So um, a lot of you guys, a lot of the, the, the questions that, that, that I was seeing on Twitter and why this was circulating, this topic was circulating, because during the NBA playoffs um, in the NBA bubble, we saw that on the back of the jerseys, everyone had different things that represented different things. So some said um, Black Lives Matter. Some said equality. Some said... Um, uh, uh, lots of different things. But one of the things that was on the back of the jerseys was group economics. And a lot of people were wondering what the hell even is group economics. And so people started to talk about it and people started to learn about it. And that's how this conversation has been, you know, on my timeline a lot recently. So um, we'll define it one more time before we jump into different ways we can practice group economics. But Let's go ahead and do that. The meaning of group economics is essentially a group of people. It can be any race, any gender, but a group of people who come together with a common economic interest. This common economic interest motivates and drives these people to actively pursue that interest in order to create a secure economy for all participants in that group economics. Okay, so. A few ways we can uh, practice group economics is number one, by producing products, okay? So group economics really starts by buying from your brother and sister before you buy from anyone else, okay? So what do I mean by that? That means um, let's come up with a product. So perfect example. So candles, okay? So 
Cherie Sense is a candle company that is created here in Kansas City by a lady named Cherie. She'll be on the podcast in the coming weeks. And she creates candles. So if you're sitting at home and you're like, damn, gee, my girl wants some more candles for the crib. It's Christmas time. She loves candles by her bathtub. I need to buy some candles. Instead of going to Hobby Lobby, instead of going to Target, um, instead of going to um, Barnes & Noble, wherever you might go to find these candles in, in some of these big box stores or like Sam's Club or Walmart or Target, instead, before you look that direction, before you step into those stores, you instead invest some time into finding a Black-owned or a minority-owned business that sells candles. So you're looking, you know, and it depends because all a group, you know, this group has to be created. So this group may be, um, you know, the whole entire black community of Kansas City. Um, it, might, it may be the entire um, Asian community of Kansas City. It may be the entire South Asian community in Kansas City. It may be these Pacific, uh, uh, Pacific Islanders um, community. But the first place that you're going to look is for your brother and sister, for your fellow man, for your fellow woman, um, for your, for your, for somebody in your community to buy these products from. So instead of going to Target, instead of going to Walmart, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to hit up Cherie Sense in her DMs. I'm going to make my order and I'm going to purchase that. Um, but I wouldn't be able to do that if Cherie didn't produce a product. So the first way that we can improve the economics in our community is to produce a product for other individuals in our community to invest into. So when that money comes back to us and flows back to us, now we can create more of this product and provide more of this product to the community to keep circulating that money back in. And like any company, you have to purchase things like paper or drinks for your store or you have to purchase the 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 the, the um, chemicals or whatever you need to put in your uh, your candles so then you as a business owner do the same thing before you look outside of your community you look in your community for somebody who provides the product that you need or provides the manufacturing that you need or the distribution that you need. You look in your community first before you put that dollar out of your community. The problem with the black community um, and you know many other communities, but mainly the black community, unfortunately, is that the dollar only circulates zero to one times compared to 21 times, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast only zero to one time. So as soon as we get our paycheck, we go and we leave the community with that money. And then we come back and we complain about how our communities aren't growing, how 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 our businesses keep failing. Or we were wondering why, uh, or, or business owners, uh, we're wondering why Black-owned businesses are failing or why there's not enough. It's because every time you get a paycheck, brother, sister, you keep taking it outside of the community. So how do you expect the community's economy to grow, to build, to compound if you keep taking the money outside of the community. And then what we see happen is since since we're taking the money out of the community, the community starts to fall. None of these businesses start to die out and these, these properties um, go vacant. And then what happens? Hashtag gentrification. Later, you know, later on, some other community sees that there's potential in our communities because our buying power, which we'll talk about later, is ridiculously out of this world. 
and they see that there's potential, that there's value in our community. And instead of a black man or a black woman owning a business in the community and selling the product that they created to another black man or woman, what happens is people from outside the community who have no interest in helping out our community or investing back into our children or into the education in the city or into the, 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 the improvement of our communities, they come take our money and then they invest back into their communities which are outside of our communities. So I don't know if you're seeing the cycle here and what the problem is, but we need to produce products so that people in our communities can come buy these products and the money can circulate within our community. When the money stays in the community, the community has more money flowing through it. Therefore, we can grow the community, okay? The more money flowing through the community, the more opportunities we can create, okay? So number two, produce a service. So if you're not going to produce a product like candles or like um, just water or like um, some type of of uh, or like Ruby Jean's Juicery, where they have, um, you know, smoothies and acai bowls. If you're not going to produce a product, you can also provide a service. And now this can be plumbing. This can be HVAC. This can be lawn and landscaping. This can be construction services. This can be um, financial services. If you're a CPA, a certified personal accountant, this can be any service that, that, that one can provide for money, you can provide in your community. And if you produce a service, a service is really just any skill that you possess that your market needs. And then people in your market, AKA, or your community can invest their money into your business. You can provide them with the service. And again, that money circulates in the community. The money stays in the community. The money flows through the community. And not only are you helping out a black business man or woman who's producing a service or providing a product, but you're also helping out your community by investing back into it, okay? Um, number three, we can outsource tasks to other individuals. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, a friend of mine started a business. They didn't know much about marketing. So they, instead of just trying to do it all on their own, decided to outsource. They decided to hand off the marketing um, uh, the marketing um, job, the, 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 the marketing duties to another individual who specialized in marketing who was also a black member of the community. Now, not only is this member providing a service, when you outsource, not only is this individual who um, they outsource for marketing providing a service to the company, but the company is also providing money for the marketer. So when you outsource, you also reinvest back into the community. The dollar stays and flows in the community. Um, Another way we can do this is by hosting community events. Now, this is my favorite one because I love to talk. I'm very interested in creating conversations, bringing people together to educate, to uplift, and to inspire. And when we host community events to teach more about group economics, teach a different way, teach about entrepreneurship, teach about teach about um, how to keep the money flowing in the community, teach about. Uh, um, how we can gentrify our own communities before outsiders come in and gentrify our community. And by outsiders, I don't mean, you know, we hate white people or we hate Koreans or anything like that, because we don't. Me personally, I'm a biracial individual and, you know, that is what it is, but, and I love everyone, but I understand the importance 
of investing back in my community and I understand how much it's needed and I understand that's how these other communities want and why they are where they are okay so we need to host more community events whether it's potlucks and you can charge five dollars for everyone comes in brings their own food um, from from their different family recipes and you can charge for that you can take that money and you can invest that in into a charitable program buying backpacks for the community maybe if it was such a big potluck filled with 500,000 people maybe it was a huge event maybe you raised enough money to collectively invest in buying back some property that was about to be sold to an outsider and you guys can make that a community event center you guys can make that a tech hub for your community so there's um and then there's sourcing black produced products um buying low and selling high so uh for example you can buy let's see let me give so say somebody creates um say you have a antique store and somebody creates antique coffee mugs and it's uh, you know some old uh, um, grandma down the street creates antique coffee mugs you buy from her from whatever price that she wants um, and then you sell it at a higher price in your community so not only can you make a profit but you're also helping the person who created the product make a profit as well again another way to keep the money flowing in your community investing your your local person buy local and really support people's endeavors in their community you know what i'm saying so um look i've given you guys six ways that you can you can invest in group economics by producing a product um by producing a service by outsourcing tasks to a community member um we said hosting community events, so that's four. We said sourcing black produced products, that's five. Um, okay, this is my favorite one, and we'll leave out on this one. This is number six. You can start or join an investment club, okay? So an investment club is a group of family members or maybe a group of friends or maybe um, you know a group of coworkers, and you guys have a common interest, and what you do is you guys decide to pull a regularly agreed amount into a into a bank account or into a pot of cash you guys say so let me give you an example there's 20 of us right 20 friends from school we all say that we want to buy a abandoned school down the street um, maybe it's a school that we all went to an elementary school at and it's now abandoned or went out and, and nobody's using the property and we say we want to buy this property and we want to turn it into a coding and tech hub for the community because we know that tech we know that coding we know that we know that technology is the future so we want to invest in that in our community so we want to take this old elementary school we want to purchase it we want to renovate it and we want to turn it into a tech and coding club uh, 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 space for people in the community okay now this property might be two million dollars and you know you probably don't have the funds to do that so what can we do we can basically it's crowdsourcing you can basically take um this idea that you have you 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 break it down you break down the numbers you break down what you plan on doing with it you break down everything now you present it to the community that you think may be interested this may be 20 people it may be 50 people it may be 100 people it may be 200 people it may be your entire town but whatever it is, you guys all agree that you want to invest in this property and buy it back, right? So everyone agrees to investing $100 a month, okay, for the next two years. So somehow you guys put $100 a month the next two years with 50 people. 
I'm not going to do the math right now, but it comes out to a lot and you're now able to put a down payment on a property. You see what I'm saying? So, so you can join an investment club and you can be a part of that process where you guys come together as a community, you invest a regular agreed upon amount, you invest it. And when the time is right, you take that money and you invest in an asset that you think will be an asset for your community. You may be investing in stocks. You may be investing in um, rates and real real estate investment trusts. You may be investing in real estate, prime real estate. Um, it might be you might buy back a block. You might buy back buy back the whole hood. You might buy back a um, parking lot that you turn into a playground for the community, a, a clean playground for the community. You might buy a school and turn it into a tech hub. There's so many things you can do. Um, with the Black Investment Club, and there's so many ways you can give back to your community by by coming together as a group, investing capital, and then redistributing that back into the community in whatever way you see fit. Um, so those are six ways to do it. I mean, you can build a barter system. You can trade between people. Okay, I'll train you just as long as you teach me about accounting. There's so many ways we can do it. And um, basically, the most important thing is just to learn the fundamentals of economics, um, understand how you can invest back in your community, and figure out which method you're going to go about doing it. Maybe you're going to buy um, products, and that's how you're going to invest back in your community. You're only going to buy black, and you commit to only buy black hair products from black producers from black stores. Or maybe you commit to joining an investment club, or maybe you decide to start a business yourself and you start and you focus on your niche, your niche, your community, your target community is going to be um, your respective neighborhood. And you're going to invest the money you make from there back in the community. There's so many ways to practice group economics. There's so many ways to invest back in your community it all comes down to just making the choice to do it and educating yourself about it. As you can see from watching this video, I'm just sharing the information that I have, the information that, that I'm trying to practice, the information that I've written down and studied my notes on for months on end. And I just suggest you do the same thing. You may have learned enough in this podcast, although I know I don't do the best job explaining, you may have learned enough in this podcast to decide which one of those you want to do. You're like, F it. I'm about to produce a product. I'm about to start a candle company. I'm about to start a water company. I'm about to start a um, lighter company. I'm about to start a tobacco. Well, don't do tobacco. I ain't going to support that. But anyways, um, or maybe you decide, oh, I really do know how to do HVAC. I can provide a service to my community. And that's a way of practicing group economics. So, or, and to help others practice group economics. So there's so many ways to go about it. You just have to do it. You just have to educate and then apply. Educate yourself, then apply. This is just the foundation. This is just me introducing to you the idea of group economics. Now I want you to go study everything I talked about on your own. Do your own independent investigation. Build your own um, understanding of group economics. And then go out there and make it fucking happen, okay? Make it fucking happen. And with that being said, this is a mini show of the Culture Talks, Solo Dolo, with your boy Kala Stutzer on the topic of group economics. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, leave five stars on Apple Podcasts because that's the only way we can grow. Leave a comment below. Um, let me know anything you didn't understand. Ask some questions. I promise I'll respond. Um, and yeah, just share this with your friends on IG. Share this with your friends everywhere.
I love y'all. Thank you for tuning into the Culture Talks podcast, where we focus on elevating the voices of the unheard and providing a platform for people who look like us to tell their story. I love y'all. Thank you for your time. Salud. Thank <laughs> you.